Good morning. I'm Sanaa and you're listening to Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. Every Monday morning, I'm joined by experts from across the country who are investigating our most pressing social issues and common curiosities. Over the next hour, you'll learn about their inspirations, motivations, and of course, what they know about the world around us. So grab that cup of coffee and let's get ready for a fun and insightful conversation. So let's say you are looking for a product or a service. What do you do? If you're anything like me, you're probably going to go to Google. You're going to type in some keywords or maybe even the name of a business. And based on the search results, you'll make a decision. Now, we know online presence is key to any business, but especially to small businesses. And we've seen a surge in new businesses. In 2021, 5.4 million new business applications were filed. And this surpassed the record that was set in 2020 of 4.4 million. New business owners wear many hats. And while online marketing and advertising are necessary, it can oftentimes be overwhelming. So how can entrepreneurs and small businesses make sure they're making the most of their online presence? Well, this morning, I'm joined by Dana James Mwangi, an entrepreneur, award-winning brand strategist, and public speaker for creative professionals. Dana is the founder of Cheers Creative, a Memphis-based consultancy that helps entrepreneurs grow their brands through her one-on-one brand strategy intensives and online courses. With over 15 years of expertise in graphic and web design, Dana shows business owners how they can stand out with clear messaging, visuals, and websites. Since opening Cheers, Dana's story, work, and writings about design and entrepreneurship have been featured and referenced in Essence, Forbes, Afrotech, HubSpot, and many more. Dana was chosen by Grow With Google to serve as the Tennessee Grow With Google digital coach. Through this program, Dana provides free digital skills training and coaching to help Black and Latinx small businesses in her community reach new customers, thrive online, and grow. Dana spreads her message at national conferences on how creative professionals can build confidence, push past fears, and lead with compassion to win in business. Welcome, Dana. It is such a pleasure to have you here with us this morning. Hey, I am so excited to be here, Sana. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I absolutely had to. You know, I am a big, big fan of yours. And I know that my listeners will be as well, especially after this great conversation that we are going to have this morning. Yes, absolutely. So you are a, of course, celebrated graphic and web designer. And I just wanted to start by having you tell us a little bit about your journey into graphic design. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Um, I've always been pretty creative. I was the kid in the family that could draw very well. And my family did a good job of nurturing that gift uh, for me. So my journey started really honestly as me as me being a visual artist really heavy into illustration um, and things like that um, and when I got to college I was undecided because I did not know what kind of artist I wanted to be there were choices that I could could have went into 3d sculpture illustration painting or pottery anything I wanted um, and I saw a person going across um, the campus, a black girl who looked just like me. 
and she mm-hmm. had a big portfolio. I said, what is that? She said, oh, it's my graphic design portfolio. And that day, and this was the early 2000s, I went and looked up what is graphic design. And I decided to take some graphic design classes and major in graphic design. And I really, really, really liked it. Really enjoyed it. Um, so that's where, and even though I am a visual artist, I had to learn how to think and conceptualize and create solutions that deliver results for clients. Mm. So that has been my journey. Yes. You know, there was so much there because first of all, I love that you're like, oh, who is this amazing woman walking across campus? What is in her yes. hand? Yes. And isn't that so often the case where it's just kind of this happenstance meeting and that just really just changes the course of your life? And that's truly what happened. I saw a visual representation of what I could be, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, what is this? And her hair was flowing and all these things. And I was like, I want to do that. Okay, there is room for me. I can do this professionally. I can be a professional artist because I saw someone who looked like me. Yes. I mean, that's just so important. Seeing someone who looks like you. I mean, that really opens up so many possibilities. So I love that that happened for you and everything, you know, all the decisions you made after that. And something you said that I think is really key is, you know, yes, you had always been a visual artist, but becoming a graphic design professional was very different, right? Because you mentioned, you know, now it's working with clients and delivering results for them based on kind of their vision. Yes, absolutely. When you're drawing, you know, and the the type of art that I was doing, you know, I could look at anything and draw it right down to the very last detail. Um, And learning the principles of art and drawing is a a bit different than learning the principles of design Um, And also divorcing this idea that I had to be so literal Mm -hmm. with what it is I was doing. That was the biggest part for me in design. I was learning, hey, you can trust your customer's brain if you do this right to fill in the blanks (laughs) (laughs) of what you're designing. So that's when I started learning about simplicity and, and customer psychology and all those things. Yes. I love the idea of simplicity because as you just mentioned, I'm sure we're all familiar with logos where the logo is exactly what the product is. And (laughs) it doesn't have to be that way. Absolutely not. It does not have your logo doesn't have to be literal at all. Mm -hmm. And that starts to get into some of this idea of branding. Um, And -hmm. we'll probably talk a little bit about that later. But I wanted to kind of stay here for a moment on this idea of delivering a service or a product to your client, which I'm thinking about, you know, your experience with graphic design and how important that is to think about, okay, what is it that my client wants and how can I communicate most effectively to them? So we are kind of solving this problem together. Awesome. Yes. And so I'm thinking here about some of the early work that you've done with different companies. So before Mm -hmm. you started Cheers Creative, maybe, and you're starting to get your feet wet in kind of this corporate world around graphic design. And Mm -hmm. I want, I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your experiences there and kind of how you decided to take the shift to starting your own brand consultancy. Okay. Awesome. Get ready for a good story. So, (laughs) you know, um, Right after school, I landed this internship 
where I was designing for real world clients and I was a paid intern and I was doing uh, design for financial institutions um, and other institutions where it really mattered, like your, your work had to be perfect as far as grammatical things, and you know, just different things like that. And also I had to follow these certain rules because these banks, SunTrust, Wells Fargo, or Discover Card, or whoever, they had brand rules. So now I'm learning how to use these graphics within a set of rules that these companies have created to protect their brands. And so they had what was called brand guides. They were like 200 pages thick. Mm, and cool. then, you know, yes, like this is it was saying, this is where you can place your logo, our logo. Mm-hmm. This is the colors that you use for us. This is the tone of the photography that you use when creating brochures for us. Like, and, and there was uh, millions of dollars that went into protecting these brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went into package design and that's when I started doing print design or package design for home storage items that were sold everywhere in almost every major retail chain you could think of target cvs container store bed bath and beyond uh everywhere all these everywhere and every last one of those stores had the same thing these huge 200 plus page brand guides and so now here i go from being a visual artist to being a graphic designer to being someone a graphic designer that understands what it means to take care of a brand visually what does it mean to protect the look of a brand now I have this knowledge in knowing if I move something this way or that way and it's not within these brand guides that I am not protecting this brand as they've instructed so that that's when this branding knowledge started kicking in at the same time I'm doing freelance on the side I'm a single mom Um, And I actually started doing freelance in college because I had my son in college. And so I started um, doing freelance there. But when I started gaining that branding knowledge from these corporate jobs, it changed my mind on what does it mean to deliver quote unquote graphics to a client? Do Do I deliver graphics or do I deliver brand visuals? which is a collection of graphics to help make sure that this company's visuals stay consistent. Mm. And so that's what showed me, hey, wait a minute, I can be a brand designer. Mm. So now I'm going from visual artist to graphic designer to brand designer. And that's when I really felt like mama bear. I'm, I'm protecting these brands, making sure that their fonts, logos, and you know, colors are all consistent. Not necessarily that your brand is repetitive, mm-hmm. but it is consistent in the way that it is presenting itself. I did not know web design at the time. Oh. So what was happening was I was doing all this beautiful print mm-hmm. design and brand design and logos. But once my clients went and got websites, I couldn't really control the look the feel or the consistency of my client's brand and I did not like the feeling of my clients having to go elsewhere it felt like I was letting them down Mm -hmm. and I said you know I'm going to learn web design so that I could take my branding knowledge into the web design world so I started learning everything I could about web design and I started offering brand design 
and web design. And so I offer web design from a brand strategist's uh, point of view and perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. You know, because there's, again, as you're just talking about your own journey, I think it's also very instructive to the small business owners who are listening or folks who are even thinking about launching a business. Because what I'm hearing, even as you're describing, you know, you're kind of moved throughout, you know, from visual artist to graphic designer to brand designer and now brand designer and web design, right? Mm-hmm. I'm what I'm hearing is you continuing to expand your own skill set. Also being responsive to the people that you're working with and learning everything you can learn at each stage, which I think is so key. That's exactly what was happening. At every turn, I was getting knowledge. I graduated from college in 2007, and I went back to uh, school, not necessarily enrolled back in college, but it's the time someone was having a web design coding class and I heard of it, I would enroll in it and I would take the courses or I would go into uh, what was called lynda.com at the time. I believe LinkedIn bought that uh, platform. And now it's I, I, uh, LinkedIn. It's like LinkedIn's e-learning platform. You can learn any program you want within like a weekend or a day. Mm-hmm. And in tech, it's very important that you keep your skills sharp because programs and things change all the time. And if you blink and close your eyes for one second and say, okay, well, I understand this now. You let six months go by. Well, now there's some new things that you need to learn that you haven't learned. And so that's what I did. I just, I Google became my friend. <laughs> I, I did the I've learned, I did the, I think college taught me how to get into the rhythm of studying and then that self-education is where I really learned how to talk to people, how to ask really good questions about branding and, you know, all, all that good stuff. My life education has given me so much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I, I love how you said that, how, you know, the formal schooling got you into that rhythm of continuous learning, right? Yeah. And you were able to, again, use those skills in different ways to assist you through these different stages and phases. Yep, that's exactly what happened. So I love that. And so then came Cheers Creative. Yes. So tell yes. me about the specific need that you saw that you could fill with Cheers Creative. What happened was, again, I was doing print design and package design in corporate America by mm-hmm. day. And I was doing freelance uh, design, you know, at night. And I had a son um, who at this point was in kindergarten. And I realized, wait a minute, I have all these clients Mm-hmm. There's a demand for what it is that I'm doing. And the only thing that's standing in my way is I don't have enough time. If I had time, if I had this, these hours in the day to work towards my business, I knew at that point in my uh, freelance career that I would be booked out. Mm. I had the proof. I had the clients. And so I kneeled down to my son and I told him, listen, by the time, listen, by the time you are in first grade, mommy is going to uh, be home waiting for you. She's going to be working from home and you don't have to go to school and daycare for extended, uh, you know, hours at a time, you know, anymore. And I made that promise to him and I kept that promise. So I'm doing freelance design and I'm now I am applying what I learned from school 
what I've been learning on my own Mm -hmm. and also what I've been learning at my job Mm -hmm. about branding, but not just branding. When they would call me into meetings and I would see how the CEO or my immediate supervisor would talk to consultants. Mm -hmm. I would see how they would talk to uh, designers or whoever agencies that they would hire from out of town. And then I was like, okay, there's something about being a consultant then you can work by yourself and get uh and get paid and get the big bucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and I'm like, I think I can help protect these brands in my community that I've been working for with this knowledge because now I know how to make a consistent brand and not just, you know, fill someone up with false hope with a business card and that's it. Mm. Like I have what it takes now. And so in December of 2011, I put in my 30 day notice and uh I quit <laughs> I quit and in January January 1st 2012 was my first time since I was 14 years old that I did not have a job I was working for myself full time and as, as a sole proprietor at the time proprietor at the time mm-hmm. and so Cheers Creative was born um around that time Yep. I love that. Happy 10 year anniversary. Thank um, you so much. That is so amazing because, you know, again, just thank you so much for sharing your story because I think it's so, again, so instructive to people thinking about starting their own business or even who are maybe in early years of entrepreneurship. Again, just like that learning process, I think is so key, continuing to learn. But also what I hear you saying is having a specific vision for what it is that you wanted to do and Mm -hmm. continuing to act on that vision. Absolutely. Um, And so that is just so key. So by the time that you launch your business in 2012, you have so much knowledge Mm -hmm. that you can use for your own business, right? Instead of just working for these, you know, corporate entities that you have been working for. And so I love just hearing about your journey. And then something else um, that I don't want people to miss is that you said in January of 2012, when you launched Cheers Creative, you were a sole proprietor. And I think that's important because some people think they have to immediately jump into an LLC or some other type of business structure right? um, before maybe they have some other pieces in place. Right, right, right. Yeah, it is is true. You can start business as a sole proprietor and I'll tell anyone that's listening, please refer to your city and state regulations and guidelines when it comes to business structure, the right one for you. Talk to lawyers and you know, financial advisors on what the right steps for you, but you can step out here as a sole as a sole proprietor and make sure that you also have business insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can get business insurance as low as fifty dollars a month and be covered um, from what with lawsuits or if you move around and uh, maybe you're doing landscaping, you need insurance just in case you damage someone's property. And having that, even being a sole proprietor, having that bi- a business insurance, you move about differently. You move more, around more confidently because you know that you're covered and even the people you hire are covered no matter what. Mm-hmm. And even some of the jobs and opportunities you go after, you have to have proof of business insurance. So even if you, if you don't have an LLC, yeah, you can start out as a sole proprietor 
and your social security number would be the uh, EIN or employee ID number. I went ahead and applied for employee ID number anyway. I needed that because psychologically I needed to see, okay, this is a business. This is an entity. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I filed under that. And then later on, I took the steps to create an LLC. But yes, absolutely, you can be a sole proprietor and um, and, and run your own business. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing this part of your journey so far. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm Sanaa, and I'm here with Dana James Mwangi, founder of Cheers Creative and Tennessee's Grow With Google coach. And before the break, Dana was sharing with us part of her journey into launching Cheers Creative 10 years in business this year. Congratulations. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about Cheers Creative before we talk about the work you do with Grow With Google as Tennessee's Grow With Google coach. Now, with Cheers Creative, you know, starting out freelance work that you were doing while you had, you know, kind of your day job. And this company, Cheers Creative, has grown so much over the past decade, award-winning, international clients. I mean, you are doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I think that 10-year mark is so great because we know that so few businesses make it to that 10-year mark. Right, right. Yes. And I'm wondering, as you're thinking back over this first decade of yes. your company, um, what are, would you say, have been some of the most important lessons that you've learned? Oh, my goodness. Do <laughs> you have the time? Uh, I, I will say this. Um, be patient with your own journey. Mm-hmm. Do not look to your left. Do not look to your right and wish you had what someone else has. Because there's either one or two things going on. They really do have it like that. They really do have it going on. And you don't know the sacrifices it took for that person to get that or they lie. One of them too. <laughs> because social media allows us to exaggerate, lie, whatever. You know, but either way, you don't know this other person's story. Okay. And in the beginning, don't be discouraged. Okay. Um, You know, I didn't, when I first started my business, again, I had the clients I had, you know, I wasn't necessarily started from scratch and I was making, I was matching my monthly salary from home. Then I got married to the love of my life and which was great. And we had twins and I got very sick. And I lost uh, almost everything, had to give refunds, went through this process of, it was very difficult. It was very difficult. And then I, uh, when the baby was born, now I'm a new, a new mom again, mm-hmm. a wife and a business owner, all within the span of a year. And so, you know, um, things got slowed down for me a, a bit. And I had to not only have patience and hang in there, but I also had to consider my business model. It was my children mm-hmm. that made me consider moving from one-on-one client work to working with several people at once. It was my children, having children that made me consider my pricing because my children were getting older and I started this business to be at home with my children. Underpricing and doing a lot of one-on-one client work at a, at a price that was too low was what was keeping me from my children and then also keeping me from having good health. Mm. So charge what your work is worth. 
charge because of the results you get uh, for your clients, which means you need to go after clients that you know you can get a result from, which are more than likely going to be the high the high paying clients. Um, and then I also made this shift from doing, um, you know, design work to realizing, wait a minute, all this design knowledge I have, this branding knowledge, that is something that I can sell separate from design services. Mm. There's a lot of people that need branding knowledge and branding know-how. Um, and so that's when I got into this idea of, okay, I could be a brand consultant. I can do one-on-one coaching. I can create an online course and show people, well, the, lo- the logo is nice, but here's what makes a logo great. Your, the meaning behind your brand. That's mm. what's really going to generate the, a, a feeling when people see your logo. And so through these years, again, going from visual strategist to graphic designer to graphic and web designer that knows about branding to becoming a branding and website consultant. And just honestly, my children, them getting older, my son graduated from high school almost, what, a year early. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, my babies, my baby girls turning into preteens <laughs> really woke me up. And I was like, you got to change your business model. And so that's what inspired me. So, you know, for anybody out there listening, think about having high premium price services um, from the jump that are geared towards getting results for people. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, as I was listening to you talk, one, again, I'm just struck by this, really this commitment or what I think of as a commitment to learning and growing in your business, right? Uh, taking on, you know, more knowledge, constantly sharpening your skills, um, which I think is definitely key, but then also just being responsive to your own life, (laughs) right? As you talked about, you know, the kids getting married, you know, your own health, having that courage to say, okay, maybe the plan or how I thought things were going to go is not going like that right now, but that's okay. I can kind of shift what it is that I want to do or how I'm going to do it versus I want to stick to this one rigid plan, right? right? Which would have led you to have, you know, deteriorating health and not being there for your family, things that were very important to you. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that's so key, having that flexibility, but also growing it beyond maybe what you had even thought about at first, right? you talking about changing kind of some of changing some of your business model thinking about okay how can I deliver results in the most effective and efficient way possible not just for my clients but also for myself yeah that that has been my 10-year lesson and it's still my lesson every day every day Yes. And so listeners, you can understand why Grow With Google sought out Dana to be one of their coaches. And Grow With Google, the Grow With Google program, I think I love so much because of everything that it offers. But I want to give you the opportunity to kind of tell folks what Grow With Google is and Mm -hmm. why it's so important um, for small business owners, especially thinking about Black and Latinx small business owners, you know, here in Memphis, but across Tennessee as well. Yes. So the Grow With Google Digital Coaches Program is one of many programs that Google has. Uh, Google saw the need to create um, some free trainings and workshops for Black and Latinx business owners in, I think, what was originally 18 to 20 different cities across the United States, Uh, Chicago, Pittsburgh, 
New York, Miami, Cleveland, Birmingham, Phoenix. And so in 2020, Google decided to add Memphis uh, to that list of cities because they saw the need there to close the wealth gap and the um, the tech gap mm-hmm. between, you know, Black and Latinx business owners. So they started looking for a coach and there were several people that hit me up in my inbox and said, Dana, I don't know what this is, but this looks like it's for you. This is yours. <laughs> I had several people tell me that. And I was like, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> and then people kept sending it to me and I looked at it. And I said, huh, this is interesting because Google is looking for people to teach different workshops about, you know, how to make your website work for you, branding, um, how to use your Google business profile, how to use Google tools like uh, the calendar, Google Drive, Google Docs, Workspace, and all these things to make your business efficient. But they want you to be well connect, connected to your community. Mm-hmm. And so this was, at this point, we are four months into the pandemic. Um, and I'm seeing, and I have to tell you this, I'm seeing all this stuff going on in the streets. We bring on a tailor and uh, George Floyd. And I just remember just the rage that erupted from the general public, everyone who was affected, especially black people, uh, by these things that were going on. And I literally got online and I said, if there's anything else that any nothing else that I know how to do, I can help people build virtual empires online. I can help people build things, especially people of color, build things that cannot be by by bias or anything. And I, in my mind, I said, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to help build virtual Tulsa. And if you don't know what the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre is, go, go look that up because that was Black Wall Street and um, it was destroyed. People don't know that they rebuilt it afterwards again, but then some other things happened that um, destroyed their community. But I said, we can build virtual properties. We can build virtual businesses. And I can help people do that. Build things that can be passed down and it can't be, it can't be burnt down. Mm. And next thing you know, I got this invitation <laughs> to interview for Grow With Google. And it, it lined up with what I was passionate about. Yes. And they told me what it entailed. And I really, really liked the idea. And next thing you know, they said, hey, congratulations, you have been selected. And so that's when I uh, became part of the Grow With Google family. So at this point, I'm nine years in business, oh, eight years in business, and I am already teaching. I'm a consultant. I'm, I'm a p- public speaker. And now I'm a Grow With Google digital coach. It was one of the best feelings in the world uh, to be able to do that. And the other cool thing is because I get to highlight Black, Latinx, business owners in my community as well share that platform with them so that's another thing I love and then they told me okay well now you have all of Tennessee so that's what I got I got really 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 excited and it's it's one of my favorite things to do I love to teach and I love to tie in the use of digital tools to help you run your business or parts of your business on autopilot so you can get back to taking care of your business and yourself 
Yes. <laughs> Take care of your business and yourself. Exactly. Yes. You know, uh, what I heard you say that I think, again, another key was there's this great opportunity, right? Working with Google and awesome opportunity that one other people saw that was ideal for what you were already doing and that you yourself saw as aligned with you know your own vision and your values and that is so important because there are a lot of great opportunities out there but not all of them are aligned with our own vision and values so absolutely thinking about that decision-making process, right? And being, you know, knowing what to say yes to and knowing what to say no to, I think, again, being able to say, okay, this is my vision for my business and my vision for myself. And these Mm -hmm. are the values of my business and my own personal values. It makes it just that much easier to know what to say yes to and what to say no to. Absolutely. I have built my career with no. I have used no to be able to free up my time to big yeses. And truth be told, I was offered a position to be a web design or web development teacher for a university um, outside of the country mm-hmm. around the same time. And I, but I knew within my soul that I was going to be a Google digital coach. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I'm sorry, something else came up. Another opportunity came up. I'm not going to be able to do it. But here are some of my trusted colleagues that I know would be great for the job. And it was nothing wrong with it. That's the other thing. It was nothing wrong with what they offered me. It just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have great discernment and you have to really go with your gut and do, do the things that excite you and do the things that are most authentic to you because that's where the wealth resides. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. That was a word right there. Uh, <laughs> look, I can't wait to play this back. Yes, <laughs> that was it right there. Um, the other piece that I think is so important, too, is like you said, with that opportunity, you were able to say, hey, it's not, you know, something else came up or this isn't for me, but I know some other people who, you know, would be ideal. And even mm-hmm. with the Grow With Google um, workshops that you host, you know, you're always bringing on other folks that you know, right? So again, mm-hmm. giving them the opportunity to share their expertise, growing potentially their own clientele or just their own reach. Um, but I think that speaks to the importance of the connections that you've made, but also in general, the importance of having community. And in, in this way, I see a community of a lot of other creatives yes absolutely I always somebody gave me a chance that's all I know somebody gave me a chance somebody referred someone to me and that's how I got my shot and that's how I began to get visibility and so I just look at it as paying forward and as I go higher in my career I realize that I do have a platform I realize that I do have the power to amplify voices and of uh, people who normally would not get a chance to be in certain rooms or speak. And so I enjoy using my power for things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's honestly, that's what I'm here for. Yes, I love that. Now, I know that, you know, when it comes to small businesses, of course, we know that a a lot, you know, don't make it past their first year. I think some Mm -hmm. stats say about 20% fail within their first year, Mm -hmm. uh, about 50% fail by year five. And of course, there are a variety of different reasons for this, but a couple Mm -hmm. that I think are related to your specific area of expertise and something that you do offer is, I'm thinking about how oftentimes small businesses, they don't have the marketing plan. Um, mm-hmm. and they don't have their specific niche kind of really narrowed down. 
Yes. <laughs> and so I'm wondering if you could talk about some of the mistakes that or common mistakes that you see kind of small business owners or new business owners make when it comes to that online presence. Yes. When it comes to, and I've made them too. So it's not just what I've observed. It's also what <laughs> I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen entrepreneurs trying to offer several services coming right out of the gate of entrepreneurship or what they don't realize is they have to market every single last one of those services. <laughs> and so, you know, and, and now you have to uh, market to all these different audiences who will be the ideal fit for those services. A lot of business owners don't realize they can come out the gate with one product and kill the game. Mm-hmm. That it is possible to scale scale your business by doing less, by offering less. Um, I see what I see a lot of times is business owners have very complicated business models. Mm-hmm. And so when it's complicated to run, it's complicated to market and explain to other people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then when you cannot explain quickly what you offer, who you offer it to, how you offer it, what makes you different, why you offer it, your story, and your mission in offering it, how you trying to change people's lives or change a piece of the world by doing this. When you can't answer those questions, then you're going to have a problem marketing or your service. You're going to have a problem branding um, yourself online. The new entrepreneur's biggest fight is that uh, they will try to overcomplicate their business because we've been taught and conditioned to believe that it's got to feel like work to be work (laughs) that I must offer everything and we also look at people 10 20 years in the game that are offering all these different products and services but you don't know where they started Mm -hmm. you don't know that they only sold this or that or just one one type of product when they first started so you know just really scaling back niching down those are the things that entrepreneurs um need need to do those are the main things that i see and also don't give up Mm -hmm. don't give up truthful truth be told your first year in business you it's not about making profit it is about being a scientist and experimenting and figuring out what is the best way to offer up your expertise or your product or service to your client or to your customer. That's all you're doing. Your first year is about making mistakes. It's about getting the kinks out. And mm-hmm. it's about doing all these different things. And even maybe two or three years in, you still might not have made as much as you thought you would, but you're learning. When I first started my business, I was offering brand and web design to everyone. And um, I quickly learned that there are certain industries that I did not want to offer brand and web design to either because there was a lot of uh, regulations certain industries had, or I just, it just working for those particular industries just did not click with me um, for, you know, not in a particular reason, but you know, everybody has a place where they shine. And so when I started doing work for industry leaders, people who do TED talks, people who have YouTube channels, people who um, are on talk shows and, are selling courses and books that I really, really enjoyed working for those type of people. And I started to niche down myself. Mm. And that's when I started to see the jump and increase in income. 
mm-hmm. in my own business. And that's where you will start to see it too as a new entrepreneur. When you niche down uh, and really get specific as to who you serve and what you serve and how you do it. Mm-hmm. I love this idea of in year one, you're a scientist, you're experimenting, you're trying to see, okay, what is the best way to offer that good that or service to your client mm-hmm. and not think year one, I'm going to make a million dollars. Right, right, right. Or, and that has happened to certain people before. Let's mm-hmm. not, I mean, that can happen. That can happen. But just be cognizant that that's not, you know, that's not everybody's story. And even if, if that doesn't happen to you, that doesn't mean that you failed. Mm-hmm. You're learning. You are learning. And once you scale, now I will say this, once you niche down, once you simplify your business model, it is very well possible to get into the high six figures and seven figure range because you have something that you can offer in a simple way over and over again. You got to put yourself in a position to to create that type or to uh, generate that type of income. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's take another quick break. You're listening to Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm Sanaa, and here I'm joined by Dana James Mwangi, founder of Cheers Creative and Tennessee's Grow with Google Coach. And if you are just now tuning in, you will definitely have to listen to this full episode on WYXR.org or in podcast format on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you stream podcasts, because Dana has dropped so many gems this morning, and you don't want to miss any of them. So before the break, Dana, we were talking about some of the work that you do as Tennessee's Grow with Google coach. And I'm wondering if there are any upcoming workshops that you could share with some of our listeners, or even if past workshops you'd like to talk about to give listeners an idea of some of the specific topics that have been covered. Oh, absolutely. I actually do have a few, a couple of more workshops lined up for uh, this month. This month, I'm teaching uh, the entrepreneur's marketing journey, okay? Mm-hmm. The, the customer journey that you're going to take your customer through, the four different points, basically how to move them from being aware of who you are to, to considering buying <laughs> from you. It takes a lot, okay? <laughs> and then purchasing from you and then becoming a rep- having a customer become a repeat customer, a repeat purchaser, like what kind of marketing strategies do you have in place at every step of the customer journey? And so this week, we're going to be talking about how to move customers from considering buying from your brand to getting them to go ahead and buy, hit that buy button, that <laughs> smack that buy now button <laughs> and come back and buy. So I'll be going over that. And it's one of my favorite um, favorite Grow with Google workshops to teach. I'm also going to be showing how people can use their Google business profile. If you've ever searched for a specific business online in Google and it came up in a search, you look over to the right of the search results and you may see what's called a group Google profile for a business where you see the store hours, you see the images, their videos and all that. Well, there's a variety of businesses that qualify for having a free uh, Google business profile. And so I show people how to set that up and make the most of that profile and how to maintain and use it just like you would a website, just like you would social media. 
but use it in concert with all of those things. I, um, and I also teach how to make your website work for you. I also teach how to get the most out of an e-commerce website. I teach project management with Google tools. Mm-hmm. I teach about Google Analytics, Google Ads. I teach how to uh, create YouTube channels, how to do video ads, and just how to use tech to really supercharge your business with all these free Google tools that are out here. Mm-hmm. I love how many free tools there are. And, yes. you know, Folks, you know, may not know about them or don't feel comfortable using them. And so I think the Grow with Google program is so great to get people familiar with the products and then to use them to help grow their businesses. I mean, it's a no brainer. <laughs> yeah, it's a no brainer. It's it's free. The products that we recommend are free, except for, of course, ads. But mm-hmm. other than that, everything else is free. And why not take advantage of these resources to supercharge your business mm-hmm. it's, you know so that I, I love teaching these and uh and getting those seeing the light bulbs go off in my virtual classroom <laughs> uh when I teach these workshops yes absolutely I mean I think it's so great that Google came up with this program and you know I'm just thinking about all the value that it adds to small businesses and really helps people get ahead of the curve as you mentioned and kind of bridge some of these gaps not only um, tech gaps but also ultimately bridging these wealth gaps as well absolutely absolutely Yes. Now, I know we're getting close to the end of our time, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit about the nonprofit Envision Lead Grow, because I think it's so important, you know, thinking just all about the impact and reach that you have um, Mm -hmm. through these different channels and Envision Lead Grow being one of those. Mm -hmm. Envision Lead Grow is a nonprofit organization that was started by this amazing businesswoman named Dr. Angela Reddix out of Virginia. And Mm -hmm. she is someone who has an incredible story. And she started a healthcare consultancy and she grew that business to 150 employees in 10 years. And her healthcare consultancy was instrumental in in establishing, you know, uh, Obamacare in different places and all all those different things. She's taken her business savvy, her business know-how, and she created a nonprofit called Envision Lead Grow. And her goal was to help a thousand girls across the United States in impoverished communities become entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And to do that, uh, she, what, what she did is she found successful entrepreneurs in different cities, Atlanta, D.C., um, Memphis, and other um, other cities, and got um, and got entrepreneurs to become mentors mm-hmm. to um, to girls who wanted to start businesses. And so I started off as a public speaker at one of Envision League Grow's events. And then they came back and asked me to be a mentor. That was one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done (laughs) to mentor a 12 year old graphic designer, um, uh, was um, a fashion designer who makes reversible clothing, who's now in her first year of college and has her own clothing line. Some, uh, another uh, young lady who does art therapy. Yes, you heard me correctly. 
art therapy, you know, and just instilling confidence in these girls and watching them make money at such a young age and learning about business formations and all of those things. So I did that for a while. I was a mentor to middle age uh, and high school age girls who were entrepreneurs in the city of Memphis. Um, and then from there, I was asked to be um, on the board of directors. And so with my branding know-how, uh, I, I, you know, I help with, uh, with telling the story of Envision League Growth, especially from my perspective, because I've been on the ground. I've been with the girls. I've, I've taken them to competitions, business pitching competitions, and, um, you know, Envision League Grows Entrepreneurship Institute that took place in Washington, D.C., where they got a chance to be in front of women who led Fortune 500 companies. So I had that point of view. So I was like, let's use this branding to tell a great story to help this wonderful organization get the funding they deserve because they have met their goal with helping uh, all these girls across the country become entrepreneurs. And it, it was something that I didn't even know I needed. Mentoring does something for the mentor as mm. well. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. You know, I'm thinking about your work with Envision Lead Grow and I'm thinking about that story you told about how, you know, when you were in college, you know, seeing that woman across campus with her portfolio and how that gave you kind of a vision for your future. And similarly for you, you know, serving as a speaker and then a mentor to these girls, also giving them, you know, a vision for what they can do in their own businesses and with their future as well. So I love yes. that idea of kind of this kind of full circle moment, right? Of it was. To give back. <laughs> It was, and it was so fulfilling. I recommend mentoring to everyone. Yes. And I think it's it's important what you said, you know, mentoring is so important. You know, we think about it as people who might need mentors in different stages of our life or just business. Um, but that being a mentor also is very fulfilling. It is very fulfilling. And it's like, it's, it's, you get to see, you're giving your 12-year-old self the advice you needed or the example that you needed to see. Uh, when you were younger or your undergrad version of yourself, you're giving that version of yourself, you know, advice. And it's just it's just a really it's a wonderful process for both for everybody involved. Yes, I love that. Well, Dana, I have had such a great time talking to you this morning. Um, I know we're at the end of our time together, <laughs> um, but if you could let people know how they can find you or get in touch with you. Okay. Yes, I am everywhere online. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse at Dana James Mwangi. M-W-A-N-G-I. Dana James Mwangi. Again, it's important to have the same uh, social uh, user, user handle for every social media page because I can say I'm everywhere at Dana James Mwangi. And also the name of my business is Cheers Creative www.cheers with an s on the end cheerscreative.com and i'm everywhere online at cheers creative and you can email me at hello um, at dana james also on my website is a, a link to click to sign up for my free virtual grow with google workshops 
All right. I love that. And look, leaving us with one more gem about that online presence, making sure you have (laughs) all the different look social media handles, that consistency. It definitely makes it easier for people to find you because I know, you know, listeners, you probably had the experience. You're looking for a person, a company, a product, and it's one handle on, you know, one social media site Mm -hmm. is a different handle. Then the website is different. And now you you can't even find them anymore. (laughs) Right, right. Right, right, right. So do yourself and your your customers a favor. This has been wonderful. I've enjoyed this interview. You've actually taken me back and made me remember parts of my own story that I forgot. So, so thank you so much, Sadat. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing with us this morning. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you, Dana. Thank you. Thank you again to Dana James Mwangi for joining us this morning. I learned so much from her. And just imagine this was just a conversation here today and how much more you can learn from her if you sign up for the free Grow With Google trainings. And then for other business owners, you know, you can always learn more about the services of Cheers Creative as well. If you missed any part of this conversation, do not worry. You can catch the replay on wyxr.org on the Let's Grab Coffee show page. Or of course, subscribe to Let's Grab Coffee in podcast format, available wherever you stream podcasts. Now for today's positive note, I just want to remind you of something that Dana shared with us. Um, as she said, one of her big lessons from 10 years in her business, right, which is to be patient with your own journey. And that is the reminder that we need, not only if you're a business owner, this applies to the personal lives as well. Be patient with your own journey. I definitely need that reminder myself sometimes as well. This has been Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. Remember, every Monday morning, I am here with you chatting it up with experts from across the country who are helping us make sense of the world around us. I can't wait to have you back here with me next Monday morning.